Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to Sustainer Babble one hundred and five. One hundred and five. One. Oh, poor old Jim Bowen. That's sad oh, as well, right. isn't it? Oh, um, Jim Bowen. Oh, Jim Bowen. Anyway, uh, we are Sustainer Babble. We are a weekly podcast all about people and the planet. And why, despite everything all being terrible and awful and miserable and sad, we can still have a chuckle about it somehow from the depths of our soul. Anyway, our soul. Yes. Anyway, um, and this week, uh, what are we talking about then? Oh, well, Dave, you may well ask. And in fact, you may well tell because you came up with such a good theme yes. that I'm going to let you say it yourself. OK, brace yourself. Oh, pun coming. Right. Thing number one. It's not a pun. It's a theme. Yes, yes. What a series of puns yes. strung together in a punny way. Yes. Thing number one. Uh, we are talking about batteries. Batteries are a great big thing or a little thing that provide amps. Uh, which is a form of electricity, right? So amps. Yes, 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 okay. yes, yes, yep. yes, yes, good. Um, and we're also going to be talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger again, who is, of course, a very, very big speaker. Um, <laughs> yes. Yep. And we're going to be talking about some goings on in the meat industry that are decidedly CD. CD. C- oh, CD. CD. So that's uh, uh, amps, <laughs> speaker and CD. That's not even... I don't mean that to be a slow clap. That's... Uh, very good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Do you want to do the disclaimer? Yes. Uh, so, well, God, never done this bit before. Uh, just the usual disclaimer. We are employed by environmental charities, but these are very much our own views. So if you've got any problems with anything me or him say, take it up with us and not with them for whom we work. Right. Very good. Uh, let's, uh, let's charge on then, shall oh, we? Oh, very nice, Dave. Reasons to be cheerful. So, reasons to be cheerful. This is a section, rather obviously, where we look at the good things that are happening and might just save us all. And there's such a good thing happening, such an exciting thing happening that we've started the show with it. What's happening, Dave? People have totally lost their shit about this, and I don't understand why. (laughs) So, it's not because I don't recognise that it's a good thing, I just don't get it. What is it? What it is, is scientists in Australia... Yes, there. um, ...have created the world's first rechargeable proton battery. What's... uh, (laughs) That's good, isn't it? Well, it sounds good. So a proton battery is different to a normal battery, Mm -hmm, isn't it? Mm-hmm, 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 yep. How? How? Wow. Uh, hang on. <laughs> well, it is a crucial step towards cheaper and more environmentally friendly <laughs> energy storage. Oh. Right. Okay. So, so, okay, let's try to take this to a very basic level. So, in a world where... In a world. <laughs> in a world. Where two meatheads <laughs> present a podcast. <laughs> In a world where we can no longer burn things that make the planet warmer, we have to use other things to get our electricity, right? 
Those things generally can't be moved around and turned on and off when you want because they're renewable things like solar and, and wind. So we need batteries yes. to store the excess electricity that they generate in order that we can use that when they're not generating enough. Right. right? So we're going to need that on a massive scale. And at the moment, there isn't really anything like enough. Is that, that's, that's the issue we're talking about generally, yeah? Yes. Okay. And... Then Can it, I just say at this point, before we go any further, I don't know anything about science. I'm going to have to science the shit out of this. Okay, well, what I just said is correct. Right. That's, that's definitely correct. Good. We need batteries. We go, Well, we, we need a means of storing electricity right. so that we can use it when it's not being generated. Right. Because, you know, when the sun ain't shining, you're not generating solar power. And when the wind ain't blowing... Same deal, right? Yeah. So, but but as I understand it, and this is where my knowledge runs out. Yes. Um, it didn't really you, take long, did it? <laughs> it didn't take there very long. Are, we need batteries. <laughs> yeah. You can't just use Duracell Mega Ultra or energy, whatever they're called, energizers, <laughs> or you know, or them. Right. Stay, you, listeners, look, give us a minute. We're going to sort this out. Don't go away. You can't. You can't just use normal batteries. I don't really understand why. Because well, they're tiny. Okay, but you get bigger ones, don't you? Maybe you just can't scale it. I, I don't know. God. But so people are looking at uh, uh, clever ones. And well, actually, you sort of can scale it because you get in rechargeable batteries, you get things called lithium or lithium ion batteries. And a lot of mobile phones, they've basically all got a lithium battery now, right? And rechargeable little AAs, they've got a lithium in it. And this is kind of what is being touted as the solution for large scale storage is use lithium. But lithium, which is a metal, yes, <laughs> has to be mined. We had this explained actually. We we asked our wonderful Babel listeners who uh, know all about the science oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to explain to us uh, what lithium is because I, I didn't understand. Um, so uh, Eric Germany says. Um, yeah, Eric right. Germany. Yeah, he, he says uh, lithium is an alkaline metal, um, which means it's salty. What does alkaline mean? Not acidic. Not acidic, salty. pH scale, isn't it? Yeah, right, good. Uh, does that mean you, you could lick it and it'll be all right? It means you definitely should lick it at all times. Should lick it at yeah, all times, yeah. right. Uh, it's found naturally as a salt uh, in the form of lithium chloride, so it's all sort of squished up. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, and then it, it is isolated, it says good. here, um, which I suppose means put in a box kept um, away from its friends <laughs> for use in batteries and other applications through electrolysis 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 uh, not electrolysis it says electrolysis here okay. um, well, i don't know what electrolysis i don't know what, don't know what electrolysis is okay so okay i understand that a bit then so it's a thing which it's a metal it's a metal crumbly in the, one in, in the ground crumbly rumbly has to be separated, but then you can squish it together and use it. Apparently. Right. Good. Right, where are we? What, what do we understand and what don't we understand? So, what we understand is, world's going to need lots of batteries. Yes. At the moment, people are trying to make them batteries out of lithium, but mining the stuff is quite hard. Uh, you were saying earlier that there's not a huge shortage of it. It's not that rare, but it's going to get there isn't going to be enough to satisfy the massive demands we're going to have. Is that right? Yes. So a thing what I read said that um, there, lithium, like, there is a lot of lithium around. 
because it's you know a metal and there's lots of stuff around um there's not actually a colossal amount of digging it up goes on relative to where it is it's just it's kind of tricky to get sometimes but that by the year 2025 demand for it is expected to outstrip supply because demand for lithium to go in the lithium batteries is going through the roof because the number of batteries what we need is going through the roof because of the thing what we're about to talk about what we haven't talked about yet okay and that is batteries for things like electric cars, yes. as well as like the big storagey things that just soak up all the wind and solar power. Yes. Okay. What's the thing we're about to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? Well, all of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how heavily this bit's been edited. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, this has been like a 20 minute ramble, but presumably by the time Dave's had a go at <laughs> had a chop at it, it'll be 30 seconds. <laughs> These are small but the ones out there are far away. So, where are we? We are here. Someone's invented a different here sort of... Here we are. Here we are. Someone has invented a different sort of battery. Oh, a good. battery called a renewable proton battery, right? And the thing that, I, that even I can understand about this is it doesn't use lithium. Um, lithium, what is, um, according to another one of our friends, Chelsea Kowalczyk on uh, Twitter, says that mining lithium can have serious environmental impacts, such as global warming, pollution and human health. Hang um, on, what, global? Oh, as in like, because mining anything, the, the, digging it up, yeah. you're going to be using a big digger yes. runoff petrol or diesel. Whatever. Right. I see. Right. Yeah. That's right. So new form of battery has been invented. Now, don't get too excited, Ol, uh, because uh, it is, as is always the case, this is the thing, here is the phrase i have read the most with anything to do with environmental technology for the last forever this phrase which is it will be commercially available within 10 years (laughs) (laughs) yes yes it's like nuclear fusion which will probably be testable within 20 years and has been like that for about 60 that's right yeah um and what it uses the thing is what's exciting about it why people have lost their mind about it um is because all it uses is carbon and water that's it doesn't no, use lithium. Hang on, hang on a minute. Carbon, there's loads of carbon around, right? Yes. Too yes. much carbon. Like around. you, for example. Yes. It's the most common element in the universe, right? After sarcasm. <laughs> uh, water. Yes. Lots of that around. Yes, at the moment. Can you can you use seawater? Salt water? I don't know, do I? Right. We've established that I don't know. All okay. I know is it says here carbon and water right now it's good because there is a lot of it around indeed too much of it and some people are getting very very excited because not only does this open the door he says clichedly to a world in which we run batteries just using like all you know we just put, put, all, <laughs> into, put all into a mincer um, and then make a battery out of him but also like potentially all of that horrible guff coming out of the uh, like the uh, engines and the smokestacks and all that sort of stuff what is going into the planet and and ruining it and killing the ugly fish and causing climate change if we go back and suck it out somehow of the air go back and listen to episode 73 where someone who knows about this talked about it then we can bung it into a battery and then we can have batteries that are rechargeable proton ones so what you just said there is in principle yes these batteries could not only meet all of our electricity needs they could actively remove carbon from the atmosphere and therefore slow global warming. Perhaps. <laughs> I mean, that sounds, that sounds brilliant if it's going to happen. Uh, 
can I ask you some a bit kind of elementary questions? Because there's stuff I've wanted to know about this for a while. I'm nervous. Yeah. But yes. Okay. How does a battery work, Ol? I hoped that wouldn't be the elementary question you were. Okay, well, hang on. I've done some research. Wait. Right. <laughs> now, unfortunately, my notes still don't really make me understand. But I, th- I think what you're trying to do with a battery is create a kind of steady, a constant... Yes, listener. Now, um, here's the thing. Oh, doesn't understand how a battery works. Oi! (laughs) You don't! And it took you ten minutes of reading out whatever it is you've got there, which I understand had already been through several filters of people (laughs) trying to make it simple for your tiny brain to understand, and you still don't understand it, and it's boring. Fair, fair. So I've taken matters (laughs) into my own hands, and I've got Big Dave, my mate, to explain what a battery is instead. How does a battery work? He sounds he sounds very authoritative, this big Dave. <laughs> he is, rather. All batteries have to have three components. Right. What what are the components, Oh, Uh well the electrolytes. So <laughs> the the anode and the cathode, two yeah. bits of metal basically, and an electrolyte, a liquid. Uh, let's see what Big Dave says. Two electrodes and an electrolyte. Bollocks, I meant electrodes. I meant electrodes, but we were talking about the same thing. What this generally means is two pieces of different metals and some sort of fluid. Like any fluid? Can't be right, can it? Is Big, he talking about batteries or something Big, else? Big Dave's fluid? Oh, that's... Uh, what is happening when a battery is used is that two chemical reactions are going on. One at each piece of metal. Uh, hang on, yeah, there's a, yes, this is ringing a bell, so in like the anode, or possibly the cathode, there's a chemical reaction going on with the liquid, which means that it loses its electrons, and with the other one, there's a chemical reaction going on, which means that it gets more electrons, so hence the transfer. One reaction releases electrons from the negative electrode? and the other reaction attracts electrons to the positive electrode. This flow of electrons provides electric current. These reactions change the chemistry of those pieces of metal. The amount of each metal that can react is what limits the capacity of the battery. ah, Hang on. Ah. The chemistry of the bits of metal changes. Well, it sounds, sounds right, doesn't it? Like if you had, uh, I don't know, because, uh, uh, right, this is what I vaguely remember. What's an electron? Well, I don't know that, <laughs> but I do know that, like, a chemical reaction is sort of, if, if you are, oh, shit. If you're, uh, a chemical reaction is like taking electrons, either adding them on or taking them off something. That's what a chemical reaction is. It's like, it, it's changing the thing. So if you're the bit of the battery that is losing power, that means you're losing stuff it's like uh imagine like hair for example now imagine there are two i'm imagining it (laughs) there are two human shaped electrodes with a battery with a microphone and a computer in the middle of them Uh, (laughs) one of them has a lot of hair one of them not so much um that's yeah there you are see and and it's it's like you if you lost hair i would gain it but that's what's going on is it's a zero-sum game it's going from one to the other so uh, it changes the chemistry it's not going to work forever because at some point you won't have any hair to give me anymore i see okay Okay, good analogy. For rechargeable batteries, the act of applying an electric current in the opposite direction reverses these reactions, thus charging the battery. So once I've given you all my hair, you then apply a current 
in the other way and you give it all back. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> no, that's quite straightforward. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. I think Big Dave might be overestimating my <laughs> basic knowledge. Things like I don't really understand what an electron is and how like a bit of metal can just give electrons off. Mate, I don't understand what electricity is. Like I really don't. I've had people, I've had Big Dave indeed explain to me what electricity is. Like what well, I don't I don't understand how a thing that doesn't exist uh can kill you. I don't really get that. I don't understand how like if there's a plug socket which doesn't have fire coming out of it <laughs> and I lick it, I will die. <laughs> I don't I just physically don't understand that. Don't yeah, get no, it. No, come on. But I like, don't get it. Yeah. Don't tell me, oh, come on. Well, because Go on, then. if there was a cyanide pill sitting on the table that doesn't have fire coming out of it, no one gets hurt. But then if you shove it in your gob, you die. Yes, but if I just touch the cyanide pill with my finger, I don't die. Right. If there was a nerve agent, topical, if there was a nerve agent on the table and you touched it with your finger, you'd get very sick. Yeah, uh, yeah but it's not. is that the same? That's a biological reaction as opposed to, like, a electrological one. <laughs> anyway, look, we talked about this for too long, right? I wanted to... Uh, so I think we've understood what a battery is now, which is a thing what Big Dave said. Now, uh, yes, oh, you have your hand up. Uh, was Big Dave a friend of yours at, like, university or something? Yes. Is the, have these nicknames got, like, studenty origins where you were doing studenty things? I'm not at liberty to talk about that. Oh, dear. Look, right, um, this is exciting because we need a lot more batteries. I want to just give you some stats, so shut up and have your stats, right? Good. Now then, there is currently, in the UK, there's about 100 megawatts of large-scale storage. That's the stuff you were talking about what seems like a very long time <laughs> ago, uh, which is, like, big batteries, big, mahoosive, great batteries, what you put next to, e.g., a wind farm, and then when the wind farm is all blowy, it charges up the battery, and when the wind farm is unblowy, it spits it out, right? 100 megawatts, is that a lot of? Uh, yeah, yeah, that is quite a lot, because that's the equivalent of powering about 30,000 homes. Right. Which is okay. a lot, but, you know, how many are there in the UK? Well, there's 60-odd million of us, 20-something million homes, is there? Something like that. Right, so we're going to need more than that. Yeah, we're going to need more than that. Um, according to a thing I was reading in Energy Storage Weekly, um, we... <laughs> yes, yes, I did my research. Uh, we're going to have um, a lot more... <laughs> How much more, Dave? Well, I do know that the International Renewable Energy Agency uh, says that uh, there's going to be 17 times globally, 17 times more of this stuff uh, by 2030 than there is now. That's what they reckon. And these right. dudes tend to get stuff, tend to un underestimate things anyway. So globally, there's only two gigawatts, apparently, of this stuff installed. Which okay, is so that's like, 20 times more than 100 megawatts. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, yes. Um, and... Uh, yeah, and they reckon the costs are going to fall massively, etc. Blah 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 blah. Right, um, and the, the more important stuff is that basically this is the thing. This is the so uh, as Bloomberg reported just last week um, in America, there's been a big development where the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, all who's basically oh. the bit of the government that says what energy is and what it isn't, play the uh, <laughs> Federal Energy Regulation Commission sexy music, Dave. 
said that big batteries can basically big <laughs> batteries oh. they're allowed to be treated the same as like uh, other sorts of energy so you can like if you're getting a, a, a market if your markets are allowed to treat them as a power source so, oh okay yeah, right yeah. Nice. so you're allowed to sort of bid into them you're allowed to buy them like it could get subsidy that sort of thing the idea being that once that happens that is like we don't need fossil fuels anymore when that happens you got to get more renewable energy you get batteries at big scale that's it you don't need fossil fuels it's done job done everyone goes home at least for electricity generation yeah well that yeah that's what i was gonna say okay so that's that's good that's positive and there's other like big sexy things going on so massive salesman show-off man elon musk i think he's a knob i think he is a knob he must he must be a knob but he's very good at getting people's attention and making things sexy that aren't sexy. So, like, and he sort of did that with batteries, didn't he? Because Australia, South Australia in particular, has had terrible problems with its electricity supply, lots of blackouts and stuff. And he went on Twitter and was like, I'll sort that. And some dude from South Australia was like, are you serious? Or are you just Are taking you piss? serious, mate? Ah, yeah, I bet you a cold tinny <laughs> that you won't. <laughs> or I'll eat my cool cat. And <laughs> anyway, Elon Musk was like, I'll build it in a hundred days or I'll give it to you for free. That's serious enough for you. Sassy. And they were like, uh, yeah. And he did. So he built like a mahoosive, I think that was 100 megawatts as well, a mahoosive storage plant. He built it less than 100 days after the contract was signed and got it working. Maybe not a knob then. There was some recent article about how I'm such a great marketer. Um, and like, I say the stupidest things. That cannot possibly be true. Uh, <laughs> So, Inhoff of the Week. Mm. This is a section named after a dude in America who's a senator who's an idiot because he says there's no climate change because, look, still snow. So, we decided to name a section of the show after him and call out other idiots, other Inhoffs. And this week, the Inhoff is... Heck Sausages. Heck Sausages? What part of the animal is that? Uh, Poor little hex. It's the bit between Poor little hex running around. <laughs> it's the bit between your head and your neck. There's actually a little bit there, which is the heck. Very good. I wonder if that's actually true. Yeah, they make a uh, dead pig into tubes. Yes? <laughs> yeah, that's correct, yes. They mash up dead pig, different bits of dead pig, stick it in with some sawdust and put it in tubes, and people grill them and go, mmm, yum. Um, there was, the reason we're talking about heck sausages is because there was a rather brilliant bit of journalism by uh, Ben Webster in The Times, who is not always the friendliest to green types, but when he's on your side, he's good. And he basically went round a load of people who make meat products and said, so these pictures you've got on your meat products of animals all happy and like gambling along in fields of tall grass and setting suns and people waving as trucks go by. Singing songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and having had a long fulfilled life. Um, is that the same as what happens in your actual meat? Because it doesn't look like it's the same. Because 
all of my research shows me that like your chickens, 90% of them never see the outside. Something like 60% of the beef in these products, uh, the cattle that makes the beef in these products, never see the outside. And I think about 40% of pigs. And um, so he just went round and talked to all of these companies and said... You know, you think that's a fair representation, do you, of your product? And most of them were like, oh, well, jargon, jargon, jargon. Technically, it's zero grazing not or something. And I think you'll find that 60% of them, if they're stand at exactly the right angle, can see the sun through a window in a slat in the corner for at least three hours of every day, actually. Well, that is apparently a thing. Somebody actually said, well, like, they can see the outside from where they are. Like, that's not the same. And it's a really good article. I recommend digging it out because it also goes into things that like, you think mean something, like grass-fed. Apparently, that could mean eats entirely grass, which is much better for environment. That's what I would have thought it meant. Uh, but it could also mean has at some point eaten some grass, but mainly eats other things. Well, so you could describe yourself as like biscuit-fed right and that yeah could, that could mean that you had once had a biscuit yeah and then you'd be allowed to describe yourself in the shops as biscuit fairs. Are you allowed to what's his point are you allowed to do this stuff well, who's, yes, who's uh, checking this is all legit no his point is that there is basically nobody checking that this is all legit you can do whatever you want you can stick whatever label you like on your product and obviously if you're the meat industry you want people to look at your product and go, oh, that's nice. Little, little, little bar lambs. <laughs> little, little bar lambs all happy. Play the, uh, play the nice happy farm musical. Yes, I mean, I think they, they probably have taken a calculation that were they to put pictures on their sausages of what really went on, you wouldn't buy fewer it. people would buy their products. And thing, I suspect they're correct. What's that thing? What's that quote uh, about sausages? You don't want to know it. That's the thing. Oh, I think, I think that's um, Abraham Lincoln, I think, who was like, there are two things you don't want to know how they're made he would have said it more eloquently than that but one is laws and the other is sausages oh yeah Yeah. we talked a bit about this last week didn't we when we were talking about things that go into cats Um, and we were talking about like all the horrible awful fireworks fireworks and uh chicken beaks and chicken lips that go into into cats um and yeah the simple fact of the matter is a lot of that goes into you as well sunshine particularly when you eat a sausage and it's not all happy bar lambs it is misery um and so what what have heck sausages in particular done to make the minhoffs well they were the best because uh, they decide when they when ben webster contacted them about it and were like you know he was like hypocrisy 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 they went injunction uh. <laughs> and tried to stop him doing the story but then bottled it so which enabled ben webster to write quite long paragraphs about heck initially tried to take out an injunction against this newspaper to stop us running the story but changed their mind <laughs> It's like, you idiots, you in-hoffs. Oh, you found some babble in this as well, didn't you, Will? Yes. Um, Our friends at the National Farmers Union, the NFU, uh, who like farmers and don't like people who don't like farmers, as I've discovered in the past, um, they were asked about it. What did you do to the farmer? Oh, we asked farmers to be better and... um, Bad idea? Yeah. So, Helen Hunt, who is the NFU food chain advisor... She's busy. ...and maybe like a famous actor? Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> she said there were pros and cons to all production systems and that the NFU does not believe that a system of welfare labelling should be introduced. Because... Well, she doesn't go on to explain why 
I mean, why you shouldn't say this animal was brought up in a cage, whereas this animal wasn't. And that's the point of the of the story. So uh, Ben Webster takes uh, eggs as an example and said, like, 14 years ago, I think, the EU, yep, yep. said, you've got to be a bit more Ron Seal about what you put on your egg cartons. And so it Sticky. says... <laughs> no, it does what it says on a tin, right? So eggs now say from hens that lived in a cage or from hens that uh, were free-ranged or from hens that were organic and free-ranged. Um, I think there might even be more on seal than that. And his point is that there's nothing equivalent on meat. And so there's a bunch of campaigners, Compassion and World Farming and other people who are like, come on, let's have really clear labelling because then people can make better informed choices. And whilst I don't think that's sufficient, I think it probably is necessary. Are you the farmer? Shut up, I'll deal with this. We've gone on holiday by mistake. Oh, can I just, uh, one more thing that annoys me. Uh, go for it, oh yeah. You know the red tractor? Uh, vaguely. I mean, this is kind of out of my area of expertise, but... but well, I'm mine, but, you know, yes. internet. Okay, uh, <laughs> but, no, as in I even sort of looked at a pack of me, but I do know what you mean. Oh, yeah. I see, okay. So, like, there is a, a little label of a red tractor which goes on British-produced meat, and the NFU and others are always like, this is a symbol of, like, great standards and mm. high welfare and everything being brilliant, and you can trust the red tractor. This article, and basically anyone who pays attention, uh, points out that, that it's meaningless. Literally all it means is this stuff has been produced in a way which complies with the law. Right. So <laughs> all of this stuff, all of these sausages, what I've got nice happy pigs all over the cover, mm. and like uh, cows that have got nice gambling cows all over the cover, yeah. and actually turn out never to have gone outside, mm. all of that could have the red tractor on it. Yep. What's the point it, of it then? Uh, to make people buy British stuff. Uh, yeah, it's complete nonsense. Yeah, I just want to say something else about all this. Uh, you often get uh, a, a witness a debate along these lines on Twitter the other day, right? When there was someone going essentially the sort of stuff you've said about something else. I can't remember what it was. Something like, oh, companies, you know, you don't know what's going on in thing X, right? And other people just going, yeah, but if consumers didn't want it, they wouldn't buy it, right? And this whole idea that somehow markets work and, you, you know, consumers just, if consumers didn't like a bad thing, they wouldn't buy it. People don't know. I mean, no. that's the thing. Like, they, they haven't got time to try and, you know, get underneath all of this babble and nonsense to babble. find out. Babble. That's why we exist. Babble. Left, right and sodding centre. The world <laughs> is awash with babble. And I shall not rest until all of the babble at Hex Sausages and all the other places, what perpetrate it, has buggered off. And they can take their happy singing kittens farm and their joyful little bar lambs with them. Sod off. Babble mongers. <laughs> Anti-enough of the week. So, anti-enough of the week. Unlike heck sausages and the like, there are good people in the world sticking it to the inhoffs. Who are we talking about this week, Dave? Well, not for the first time. In fact, not for the second time, but for the third time, I think. Thrice? I think the first ever three-time holder of Anti Inhoff of the Week Award, we are putting Arnie Yay! into Anti Inhoff of the Week corner. Former governor of California, the governator, the terminator, <laughs> Austrian brick shithouse, Arnold Schwarzenegger um, is going to sue oil companies <laughs> saying that they are, quote, knowingly killing people all over the world. Yikes. Because people don't know that. But the oil companies knew 
From 1959 on, they did their own study and knew there will be global warming and climate change happening because of fossil fuels. And on top of it, it will be risky. Um, yeah, and he's, he's gone to town. I mean, like, he says it's first-degree murder, basically. That, like, they know what they're doing. It's no different from smoking. He says the tobacco industry knew that for years and years and years and years and years that smoking would kill people. The oil companies have known for years and years and years and years that fossil fuels cause climate change, and that will kill people. And he goes, it's the same. industry where we sue the oil companies for knowingly killing people all over the world. There's seven to nine million people dying every year because of pollution, because of fossil fuels. That's some big um, and, um, yeah, he said they should, every car should have a warning label on it, every product with fossil fuels. Like, I guess, you know, an equivalent of your cigarette packets yeah. with people's rotted what innards. What a cool idea. All over it. Um, yeah, he's amazing, is Arnie. I still don't understand why, instead of, like, suing people, uh, he doesn't just <laughs> go up to the Koch brothers and punch them in the face. I don't quite work that out. Just lift them up by their little buttonhole with his little finger and go, are you going to still do the climate change? I don't think you're going to do the climate change, are you, Koch brothers? But I think it's great. And I do actually think this is one of those things, um, all it needs is something like that to succeed once mm. all it needs is someone to establish in some court somewhere i don't think this has been done i do apologize if it has but like to establish somewhere that like fossil fuel companies a know what they're doing and b that what they're doing is killing people mm. and all you got to do is establish that um, now the babble is not saying take heed lawyers the fossil fuel companies kill people yes we are arnie is saying that. <laughs> no we're definitely saying no it. arnie well we're going to literally hide behind arnie then are we <laughs> to be or not to be. Not to be. So that is just about it for another babbly woo. That is 105 of them in the can. Thank you so much, Dave, for your babbling on. Thank you as ever to the magnificent Dickie Moore for the music that begins, ends and intertwinkles this podcast. And huge thanks to our pal of all pals, Arthur Stovall, who designed the logo and, and, and designed the merch. Merch! 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 Go and check out at sustainababble.fish and then look in the menu and it says merch. We've got some merch. Now, we haven't got some merch. What no. we're doing is we've got loads of designs for merch that Arthur has done, and we want to know if you like any of it. Because mm. um, like, we're not going to go make loads of it if no bugger wants it. So tell us what you like. Uh, drop us an email to hello at sustainababble.fish or find us on Twitter. Tweet at us at the Babble Wagon or on well, Facebook. Just search for Sustainababble and tell us what you like. And please do, if you like the Babble, uh, help us out with the cost of running the thing by going to our crowdfunder at wobblywobblywobbly.patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash sustainababble. Oh, and the other thing, uh, best wishes to friend of the babble, George Monbiot. Yes. Uh, who we interviewed back in episode 97, who's had a bit of a health thing going on. Go and see his column uh, for more information. All the best, George, if you listen, which, let's face it, you don't. No, but very huge babble wishes winging their way to you regardless. And, uh, yeah, just wanted to commiserate with the universe in general for the loss mm. of Prof... Sir Stephen Hawking, uh, not a friend of the Babble, because we put him into Inhoff Corner, didn't we, in episode? Yes, we four. did. But we were being slightly facetious because yeah. he was saying all the right things about how we're nosing up the planet. 
in a silly way, in, as in, he was known a, to do. Yes, in a slightly silly way. But we we didn't mean it. He is, uh, well, was, of course, a very, very wonderful Andy Inhofe, and uh, we will sorely miss him. I fear evolution has inbuilt greed and aggression to the human genome. The best hope for the survival of the human race might be independent colonies in space. <laughs>